What's up, Craig? Hell yeah. Craig. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, so what's up, critters? Welcome back to the number one show ever in the universe. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. This is going to be a very special episode. It was supposed to be a very special episode. Because we were yeah. going to have both David and Graham here. It was going to be a Critter Pit, Mud Hole, and Pork and Bones mega app. Just the, like the three Albertan podcasts. All yeah. Three it was going to be like the Avengers Endgame or whatever. Exactly. But this is our Endgame. Fucking where's Graham? It's all downhill from here. Where is Graham? Yeah. He'll show up at the last minute. He'll save our butts. We're gonna do what a we're gonna do a handoff halfway. Yeah. I yeah. like to compete <laughs> with him, you know? That's yeah. fair. That's really respectful. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, we still got David here, so that's a massive interview. Some reason decided to come back after Andre Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I really enjoyed this movie, so I'm glad I, I stuck it out. Um Yes, because this was too. this was quite an exciting ride after the first thirty minutes. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, worth this well worth watching. So, should we just jump into the analysis and uh, some summary? Yeah, let's get into it. I say, okay. let's get it. Cool. So I'll do a quick summary. Perfect. The movie is about um, two women who kill. Um, a man that they each have like a relationship with and who's the um, headmaster of the school they both work at. So one is the, um, his, his wife. So the man is, um, Michel, Michel de la Salle. Yeah. Right. French and then, um, his wife is the rich, um, woman, uh, Christina. The school. Yeah. She owns the, the school and has been financing it. Yeah. Um, so that's Christina played by, uh, Cluzo's wife in real life, oh. which is oh, pretty cool. Oh. And, uh, I don't know, we'll get into spoilers later, but yeah, yeah, she, uh, she actually has a heart, she had a heart murmur and died of it in real life. Oh, wow. Oh. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I watched the, um, kind of the accompaniment on the criterion I have that was a bit of like a video explaining they said, watch this before you watch the movie. And so I watched most of it before I watched the movie. And it talks about that. But anyways, yeah, so That's there's sick. that character is really oh. important. And then the other one is the mistress and also mm-hmm. and like the physics yeah. teacher kind of. Um, Nicole. Um, yeah. And so the two women um, go on a vacation and they basically lure the, the man, um, Michelle, uh, to his death uh, by drowning. He sedated and then drowned. Yep. And yep. then they come back to the school, dump him in a pool. And all these mysterious things start. All happening. these mysterious things happen. Yeah. We're all like, oh my God, who's, who, who's going to find the body? Oh my God, how, are they going to yeah. get away with it? But it very quickly shifts away from, well, the suspense shifts away from, are they going to get away with it to who knows and what happened to the body? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, right? Who knows what is real? Because the body yeah. was missing. Yeah, I love that. Like that twist, I was yeah. not expecting that twist. Yeah, me that really, Once that happened, I was like, okay, I'm fully on board. I see why this is a masterpiece. Um, it's yeah. now it's one of my favorite, you know, horror films. So the body goes missing. 
And then there's there's all these different setups of like people who have some connection to the murder who might have suspected something who feel kind of wrong in some way potentially. Yeah. There's other people who have incentives, and so you're trying to figure out who has taken this dead body and hidden it, and who's playing with the two um, killers and kind of playing with their nerves. Exactly. And uh, we won't spoil the Terrific. ending, but the ending right away. is a jaw dropper. It's one of the yeah. all time endings. Yeah, yeah, it and makes the film. Yeah, it just makes the film. I can't um, stress watching it, but uh, enough. But I would say that one thing um, we we should probably honor the the um, yeah the, the message at the, the end, end of the film. Yeah, yeah, for a little Don't bit. Don't be a devil um, and <laughs> yeah. spoil the movie for your friend. We'll, we'll, you know? we'll put a clear thing on screen if we do go, you know, over into spoiler territory. We gotta get into spoilers. Sure, we at will some point. at the very end. Sure, yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's but the I, that's the basic plot summary. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Uh, Hitchcockian tale. Yeah, definitely. That yeah, it's kind of known as the the Hitchcock movie that the best Hitchcock movie that he never made, kind of thing. Yeah. I, what's the other one like that? Was Charade seen as that or not sure? I don't I know. There's a few other it. movies that have. This is the one that should that definitely deserves the reputation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, just so suspenseful. Very suspenseful. Gripping. Keeps you on All the edge of your seat. Turns. So yeah. maybe we should get into a few of the really suspenseful moments and get into uh, what makes them work. Yeah, that sounds so, great. So what's this suspense versus like horror is really a good thing to maybe talk about quickly. Mm-hmm. Because a horror film's going to shock you usually. Some some good ones will have focus on atmosphere and and stuff, but horror is usually like the the shock of uh of an image, and it could be something that you can't fully understand. Like sometimes something that you can't fully understand. There's a lot of different theories of what makes something scary, but usually mm-hmm. in horror movies, it's like a jump scare. Yeah, um, easy way. And there's a bit of suspense in between, but yeah, jump scares are really effective and common. But suspense is where there's all these different things set up that you might know, but the characters don't know, or one character doesn't know. And so you're just waiting for something to happen. You're praying it either happens or it doesn't. And you're like, um, and that becomes really tense and, um, it can be really scary too. Um, absolutely. So I think one of, one of the early suspense scenes is the wine bottle scene. And that one was oh, a yeah. great subversion of suspense as well. Cause it just shifts what the suspense is even within that one scene. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that scene or took note oh, yeah. of it. It was pretty, pretty cool. Any thoughts yeah. on that scene or you want me to keep going? Uh, um, I don't specifically remember the wine bottle scene that you're talking about. Is that towards the beginning of the movie? Yeah, or that's near the beginning. So they're cheap. Puts, yeah, they put the sedative in yeah. the uh, oh, okay. wine. I thought that was like whiskey or something. That's why. I... Oh, my, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. The, yeah, the, yeah I guess it's a, it looks like a wine bottle, but... I, yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I have absolutely. no clue, man. Um, but yeah, that that was a great little subversion. Very intense. Such a what's the word? Um, chaotic character that Michelle. You know, yeah, it's yeah. It's from that aspect of like, what will he do? Will they get away with it? Um, yeah, very effective there. Uh, even from her like first appearances on screen, she's like, "We got to fucking kill this guy." Like she, yeah, comes in swinging. Um, right, I, I was by that. Uh, the, uh, yeah, Nicole, blonde. Sorry, the blonde yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole mistress. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I found that scene really interesting because it goes from being because the the main character, uh, Christina, I would say she's kind of the main character of the movie. Um, I would say so. Yeah. The dark haired one, um, kind of more of a traditional woman. And we'll we'll get into how that might how femininity and different kinds of women are created in the film, maybe if you're interested. But sure. It's kind of a basic take, and I don't have a lot to say about it. But, anyways, <laughs> um, she's she's the one who has to carry out the um, uh, the drugging, like getting him yeah, to the take the, the alcohol. Yeah, um, yeah. And so shifts, and she feels bad for her husband a little bit. Um, she feels guilty about it. Yeah, uh, she's very hesitant, yeah, and, and so it goes go from being like yeah. her going guns yeah. blazing, like I'm getting a divorce and. Uh, I I talked to the lawyer, and so he's about to leave. Michelle's about to leave, and then she said, "No, I didn't do that." And you know, I feel really bad for you. And then Michelle's really nice to her, kind of like saying, "You know, we're normal. You know, it's not you've really ruined my life in some ways by making us do the school thing. So you know, the way I am is because of you, and you should feel bad for me." And yeah, that starts to work. And so he's about to drink, and she's like, "No, no, like I'm I don't want to go through with this anymore." And she spills the drink on him. And his he, Prince of Wales suit. His Prince of Wales suit, which is a recurring uh Yeah. Recurring character. A mainstay. Yeah. Um quite a character, that Prince of Wales suit. Anyways, um, spills yeah, on the suit so. and yeah. uh he reveals himself to be a, a cruel bastard and then she He's yeah. like, you know what? You're going to get what you deserve. So I thought that was really cool how it shifts, mm-hmm. how just the emotional shifts in that one suspense scene. Oh, yeah. Go from one just time. being, is he going to drink the wine at all? That's the first problem. I was like, is he even going to get mm-hmm. to drink this wine? And then it goes from being that to like, is she going to, is she going to forgive him? So yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Even going a little further back than that, uh, when she's initially like just talking about it with Nicole and deciding whether or not she wants to kill him, she keeps bringing up uh, a lot of her like uh, morals come from like a religious stance. Like she doesn't want to get a divorce oh, yeah. because it's a sin, but yeah. also like killing someone's a sin. And you know she's balancing like, well, what's worse, right? Like killing yeah. somebody or divorcing them. And well, it, it almost yeah, seems like, is... very comparable, like in her mind. Uh huh. Um, oh, that's a good it, point. I mean, with the murder thing, like no one would have to know. So her reputation, exactly. Yeah, you know that's something that's talked about. Her reputation wouldn't be tainted, but yeah. in the eyes of God, which she believes in, it would be the same effect. Mm-hmm. Almost. I mean, murder is a lot worse than getting a divorce. Don't know. But she no qualms there. But under her worldview, it right? might be so, similar. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting um, that she kind of feels the consequences the same. But if she mm-hmm. divorces them, yeah, everybody knows she'll probably lose the school. Um, yeah, it, it, I yeah, mean, it's like an interesting character. Honestly, story. Michelle is built up so, to be such a jerk that, like, yeah. it seems like he's a good. Like, honestly, if he was murdered, the uh, the outcomes for everybody else would be great. <laughs> yeah, you know. So if like oh, divine yeah. providence, yeah. like lightning strikes and he dies, it'd be a great outcome for just everybody involved. Yeah, um, did the film does a really good job of making him beginning. hateable. Um, yeah, they make him hateable, and they show that like he hit uh, Nicole, like she has a bruise or yeah. whatever. But that goes away, like that bruise goes away pretty quickly. Do you think like that was makeup? Did she set that up, or like uh, maybe that gets too deep into? Yeah, maybe I'll cut that out. I no, yeah, but... cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I never really thought. I thought she was. Um, I thought she was actually being abused as well. Yeah. Okay. 
and uh, you know i don't i don't remember if that uh comes to be uh different like if that has any bearing on the ending or not we don't have to get into that mm-hmm. until later but um yeah i think i think it was genuine i never uh yeah. suspected her to be yeah no i didn't suspect plot or anything like, at the moment at least i think yeah either, yeah in uh in retrospect um yeah <laughs> yeah so while we're talking about them they're di- the differences between the two women maybe is a pretty it's quite striking and definitely a deliberate choice. It's mm-hmm. not, yeah. you know, this is 1955. I'm sure divorce was just kind of becoming a thing that was uh, starting to be talked about. Uh, yeah. And modern chic women versus a traditional Catholic women woman is another kind of uh, thing that in 1955, that's around the end of the time that like religion is. Is like a dominant force in culture. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about France, but at least in North America, it's starting to decline pretty significantly. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I like um, um how the movie kind of plays around with the classic film noir archetypes for women, you know, like kind of the femme mm-hmm. fatale and the mm-hmm. the housewife kind of thing, and how they yeah. both kind of have the same objectives supposedly mm-hmm. throughout. It's 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 interesting. It's cool stuff. Yeah, they're like kind of allies. They're their almost in like yeah. a coded lesbian relationship. Yeah, yeah. family felt like that for That's where I especially read while they're on vacation. The original novel, I think they might have actually been in a relationship. Let me let me look into that real quick. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that it was based on a novel. That, that oh yeah, so it is. Yeah. And um, I read something about Hitchcock. how this movie's realism in its direction really shifted away. You know how, like in a novel, some of this stuff, if it's not done right, it could seem totally like implausible and fantastical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the film does such a well, good job yeah, of like, like being realist, like mm-hmm. making it seem like it's real life, and focusing on like, um world building in a in a plausible way that it it's this the kind of fantastical mystery plot seems realistic that you kind of have to wave away like yeah and like the the film even acknowledges them as being like coincidences i think the detective is the the biggest one just throughout especially at the end i'm like okay you're yeah that's ridiculous that you were there for that that. Um, not that you piece it together but that you were even there was like wild yeah well and even his initial introduction where he's just uh he's at a morgue at the same time that uh christina yeah be there as well Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and also he's like a retired police inspector but still so he's like really good at this yeah they they say he's really good at it i I don't i don't know he's (laughs) a major he has major columbo vibes that's all i'm saying Major yeah, I didn't think that he was bad. I just I felt like he was like an old man trying to like prove himself. Like that was more the character. Uh, okay. I just thought he was a like a funny plot device. Guy. Like yeah. the really annoying detective who's doing it despite every like reasonable um like it's just a really funny plot device. He kind of stood out as a bit too wacky to be in a realist movie. Um, yeah. I agree. Like he's just kind of there to spite the main character almost unintentionally. You know, it's like he's he doesn't realize it, but that he's basically causing her a bunch of grief in the background and playing exactly against his intentions in a certain sense. Until the end. Until, Until the very end. He's actually being helpful. Yeah, it just happened to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. He stumbled Don't upon think it. Really figured anything out, but hey, hey, hey. I, I thought, Rumble you know up. what? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> There's a look, he it had it genius. all he it pieced didn't... it together, look, because there was um yeah. If he pieced it together, then I have like one big problem with the end. <laughs> you know, if if he knew. Um but maybe that's still can't talk about it because it's too legendary and it's too and they make you promise at the end of the movie (laughs) yeah i know know. otherwise you'll get haunted um okay by the way there is a a lesbian relationship in the source novel between lucien and muriel okay Um, this other character i i'm not sure could be like I think they had different names, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I also found out that uh, the the novelists. I think it's a it's a pair of two two people wrote that novel. Um, that this is based on. They also wrote yeah, the, the novel that uh, Jack that Vertigo was based on. Yeah. Oh, um, because Tresconts really liked this movie. Um, and he also he wanted to make this movie. He apparently. said he wanted to make it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a licensing kind of duel between uh Clouseau and Hitchcock. Yeah, so this became really like uh, inspirational on um, Vertigo, especially because there's kind of like a bit of a deception going on with uh, someone being. Yeah, let's not get to that actually, uh, because that's a spoiler (laughs) again. Um, But there's similarities, very strong similarities. And then um, Psycho was apparently also inspired. Inspired. Yeah, Yeah. I saw a little uh, extra on the Criterion channel about that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's spoilers. Yeah, it's spoilers. spoilers. But yeah, no, I thought the that's cool that um it was actually explicit in the novel. Here's yeah. kind of subtext, which mm-hmm. they didn't really have to do that because it's in France. But for the time, it'd be yeah. a little bit extreme. So yeah, I would have gotten censored, I think. But um, oh well. You guys want to move on to more suspenseful scenes, standout yeah. suspenseful scenes? Uh, a suspenseful scene that I um I loved was when. Um, Nicole and Christina are waiting basically for um, Michelle's body to turn up. Yeah, and yeah, same. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on? Why isn't it there? And mm-hmm. they're going through all these actions of like, well, we can't ask like the pool cleaner to clean it because yeah, it's that like, looks how sus. We, yeah, how do we figure this out without like really drawing attention to ourselves? Yeah, yeah, that's um, disturbing. And the whole too, time there's like children the running around yeah. the pool. But like, oh, oh, this is gonna be so bad when like that. Yeah, they they fucking they send a kid down there pretty much. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's it's really dark. Swamp the pool sends the kid down there, right? Like the the pool is at least so murky and uh, dirty, and it's at least plausible that no one sees that there's a body down there. Which is like, I think that's honestly credit to the movie for that for making me believe it was possible to hide a body in a pool. They kept the body underwater, like. For you know a whole night, right? So it makes yeah. sense that you know, maybe all the gases have already released, whatever. Like it wouldn't yeah. float up, like it would be stuck down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that for the physicists who were like scratching yeah. their head. Um, that's for the podcasters. That's for the podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that sequence with the pool. Very effective. All the crowds gathering closer and closer to the pool just oh waiting my. for that body to come up right yeah and you've already seen the body at that point too right and you're like it's disgusting. yeah like it's gross. it is gross Eyes yeah she calls up. it ugly she says oh he's yeah. so ugly 
<laughs> yeah. And, and she's right. Like it's, it's yeah. disturbing. It's quite the sight. Um, I really like that scene with the game show going on upstairs at the start of the movie. Yeah. The start, so fun. The neighbors. So I oh. thought that guy was like behind the whole, um, yeah. Removing the body plot, like somehow <laughs> he got he past the guard and like he's just been fucking around with them. Yeah, I thought and he was going to be at the very end. Honestly, I, I, I heard the detective was going to like tattle on them. Be like, yeah, oh, I thought he was. Murdered. He's like, I like he was he gonna give away some pretty alibi. much. He has down to the minute descriptions of yeah their actions. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then he repairing. has like knowledge that the case they have is has an it also had an actual body inside of it like they put a real person in who was, was alive to just make it so that they actually had to lug that up and i think they did a ton of takes of it too because cluzo is a um kind of a perfectionist as well um Shout out. and a bit demanding so yeah um they certainly looked like they were struggling to move that body into the car yeah um, yeah you felt that realism Yeah. So I'm just trying to think what else was. Yeah, that was a good pause. Yeah. Um, um, trying meditation to think what else. moments. Oh, I just loved how that they like fucked him out of $32,000 because they were making too much noise downstairs. <laughs> that was so funny. So I thought he had the right amount of motive and the right amount of knowledge to kind of start blackmailing them. The only problem yeah. is like he wouldn't have the right amount of ability or time mm-hmm. or anything. So I feel so. I feel like that might have been run counter. Um, to that, yeah, it would have been difficult to to get him to a point where like it makes sense that he's like putting all the pieces together. Yeah, but I mean, they set him up as like a smart guy, right? Like maybe he's like, oh, that person's wife went missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he showed up later, drowned. There was a bath. I I think they could have made it work, but yeah, I, I'm I'm happier the direction the movie chose to go rather than yeah, maybe a more traditional like detective comes in and solves everything. <laughs> And the the murder is more straightforward. Yeah. yeah, I liked all the red herrings and twists and misdirections. Mm-hmm. I like was... the lighter at the bottom of the yeah. pool. Like, oh, that's yeah. going to be important, and it never mm-hmm. was really that important really? again. Um, other than the detective looks at it, and maybe that helps him come to the conclusion that, um, you know, she's not at, at that uh, she's not the only party involved in this murder um that maybe that well again we can't spoil it so yeah uh, that's gonna be that we're just never gonna reveal what happens at the end i think that's better for the episode so we just can't finish our thoughts and this could be like the theme yeah. of the episode you know the whole thing is just <laughs> half thoughts half it's just edging for yeah. exactly 50 minutes he's in our episode is edging yeah sorry oh. um yeah our last <laughs> David episode was also thematically charged, so yeah, that so one was about one. tiredness and meditation, yeah. meditation, and, and taking um, a long journey, being long-winded. Yeah, yeah, reading Wikipedia articles. Yep, pseudo <laughs> intellectualism. Open for this one. I feel like I remember enough of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was a. I mean, this is a movie I enjoyed watching a lot more. I think it's also personally, I like. I think it's a better movie, but. Um, in terms yeah, of like the smarter movie, I guess it's Andre Rublev. So this movie's this movie's you know, pretty tip, tip my fedora to movie, that. But 
it's not it's as in your movie. face about its smartness, though. You know, mm-hmm. Andre Rublev's annoying smart. This movie's like clever. You know, yeah, I, it's real tight. It's okay. I think. Oh, you know what? Another great scene was when it's with the detective as well. Um, when he's going through the closet, yeah, uh, trying to establish what the murder victim was wearing, and this is where you're like, okay, he knows. Some, like, I also thought he could have known somehow. Like, maybe he was the guy that the the dude hired or some shit. I was trying to piece it together in my mind um, that the neighbor hired or something. Um, okay, I have no dude. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, anyways, <laughs> I love this <laughs> the scene with um with the closet where she he's like. Okay, there's six pairs here, and he so he had a seven. So by deductive reasoning, I've shown you what the different like qualities of these shoes are. Which one was he wearing? And she's like yeah. the brown suede ones. And then um, he goes to the ties, and before he can even get to like describing any of them to find the missing one, she says, "And it was a red striped, you know, tie." Yeah. And he immediately becomes suspicious that there's oh something going on. OMG, Grandma. I made it. This is the handoff. Um, no, it's no. Not handoff. I'll stay on for another ten at least. Okay, <laughs> great. What's up? Welcome, Graham. You guys are done the pod. <laughs> it's been what, like thirty minutes? We're talking. To, we're just going through some scenes right now. Uh, we're okay. talking, and we're not spoiling it. We're trying not to at least. We're never the theme well, of yeah, this episode was... is we never spoil the ending because we well, yeah have there to was agree that, to the contract. Uh, there was that, yeah, the thing at the end. Um, so we're currently going through the scene where the uh, inspector detective guy is going through Michelle's closet and trying to detect what outfit he was wearing at the time he disappeared. And uh, we find out that Christina is not very good at keeping her cool. Not at all. Um, you could you could get that from like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. No, it, it's true, but it really you know really comes back here to show that she knows more than she's letting on, and the detective has every reason to be suspicious. suspicious. Um, but yeah, the great shot of him closing the door as he's asking it what kind of suit. Yeah, the um, biggest like gasp in the world. <laughs> so wait, did they explicitly say like what they're all a part of like is that a boarding school yeah, yeah. okay it's like a private boarding school we actually didn't talk at all about um the students or anything like that or really even describe that it was a boarding school so sorry about that critters um there's one great student who just keeps getting sent to the corner and <laughs> that was yeah. bad he stands there like all night um Poor guy. he's the one that uh is, is seeing the ghosts isn't he yeah he yeah, sees, but he's a liar. Everybody thinks he he's sees, a liar. He um, sees Michelle, Michelle when Michelle's supposed to be dead, or when Michelle's dead, sorry. Um, and then he sees uh, Christina. Christina, when Christina's supposed to be dead or is dead, you know? So, pretty, pretty wild, wild character. Um, he's just like, seems to be a compulsive liar. Um, but we never see him compulsively lie. We're just told no. he is. We're just told he is by um, those other teachers. Nicole, the... mostly. Nicole, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a compulsive means. truth teller. Potentially, potentially. So, there's some like little cheeky things in this. Uh, we, can we talk about the um, class photo without like 
spoiling it. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah, sort of. We we okay. could do it. It might not be as interesting, but we could do it. Uh, maybe we shouldn't then. Maybe we'll we'll wait for. I'm trying to think what else was really a standout scene. Um, I wait. There was one thing I noticed uh, when they're drowning the guy, mm-hmm. Monsieur Very le Directeur. Um, when he like floats back up while while they're grabbing the heavy object to keep him under the water, um, you can see that he breathes out of his nose. Like his his air, the airflow out of his nose disrupts the surface of the water when he fought, when oh, his. Wow. Nose peaks out. And well, I mean, also like the quickest drowning ever at that point, right? Well, I thought, assume that they put the statue like on him, or that's yeah, and so that he just stays dead or led, like you know, make sure. I and that, yeah, I just thought, like, I didn't notice that, but I would, I would have, I would just chalk that up to the fact that, um, you know, the take was off. (laughs) Well. You know? They set up that he's a great swimmer, you know? Like he could have for a little bit initially and then uh yeah. I but don't they know. say, you know, even the greatest swimmers drown. They you know exactly. remember that well, scene where the, the guy at the pool like kind of the groundskeeper is telling um Christian you know that. that. Yeah. Like, I think you can also fish. look at it though as like you are what you eat and he was eating all that fish, so she, she probably that we should oh, we didn't talk about how stingy he is. Like, yeah, that's great. How, like, one yeah, sausage he... and two <laughs> bits of something. That's all they yeah. can eat. And the staff are eating the same fish over and over again. It seems like, um, it's great. It's also it, a woman. Oh, that's sorry. I was gonna say, there's those two teachers that after um, Michelle has gone missing. And they're like, we finally broke up the good wine. Like, good days are here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the scene when they trace the. Um, they basically follow the Prince of Wales suit arrives, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that seems so good. So, so good. eerie. The rest and, of the um, were go. Like, they were going to unfold the mystery together. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought that was really cool when that comes up. That scene. And they go to the laundromat, they find a key. Oh. Then they go that to the so the cool. um she goes to the hotel on her own. And yeah. then this dude walks out of like the closet in the room she's walking into. Harry and I was like, like holy fuck. He looks like a butcher like yeah. Has a big bandage on his head. Scary as fuck. And um then he's then he basically reveals that her husband has come here at different points, but never really hasn't been here for a while and has kind of always slipped by un, unnoticed uh, to either him or the person who's on the shift before him. Um, yeah. And I thought that was a really cool detail that there's just so much about yeah. this guy we we didn't know and she didn't know because obviously he has a very prominent affair with his mistress, but yeah, a lot of other stuff he's doing. Multiple other women going at the same time. Yeah. Michelle, as a man... He has such a presence, this character, and I find in just the scenes where that presence is like implied, it's it's so effective in just creating this like eerie, tense atmosphere, right? You're like almost waiting for him to to run through the door and like slap the girl, which just be awful. Um, mm-hmm. like that scene where the guy's coming in with the laundromat stuff, his face is blocked out, and the suspense first comes through, like, who is this guy? You know, is yeah. this Michelle? 
but no it's just his stupid prince of wales suit and then it's just like his presence is hanging over the room and it's 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 dreadful on so many levels it's such effective horror filmmaking it's good yeah, stuff absolutely mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything to say about like the? Well, do you guys want to say anything? I was gonna say maybe we could try to talk about the images or something like that. I there were maybe a few that stood out to me. Yeah, I'd be anything down to special to about the direction. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, there's no other scenes that uh, I could think of. There's no scenes. Uh, you you can go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying we can move on to yours. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I really like that scene when when she's um she's talking about how like time's passing and how um you know it's basically it'll take an hour to clean out the pool and she's watching um she looked up at the clock thought that was kind of cool and then she's giving a lesson at well she's overlooking the pool oh yeah 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 and i thought those images were pretty pretty well placed um Especially the image of the clock with time. I always like it when they do that. I know it's a maybe I'm a bit easy in terms of that, but it's a, so it's it, a classic for a reason, right? It, it works. Did yeah. they put his body in the pool? I think I missed that. They yep. they dump it in the pool after yeah. they come back. There's like a oh, second yeah. where they're like, "Oh, somebody's watching us," but then the light turns yeah. on. I vividly remember the scene where she's. Uh... She's looking out at the pool while teaching the lesson or whatever. And you see the, yeah, uh, she she thinks that the body's in the pool. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought and also um, another image that stuck out was near the ending, not the exact ending, because that's obviously a, a scene that will live in uh, mystery, live in infamy or something. I don't know, but um, the scenes leading up to that, like well, she, when she's following. Um, when she's in the basement following the lights uh, that she sees while she's up, um, she she wakes up in the middle of the night, sees lights and uh, across the, kind of the building and follows those lights to the basement. And then she, then there's like cuts between her face and the legs of other people moving. So you don't know. Um, yeah. It just kind of obscures who it is. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was a good way to do it. Yeah, I don't know if there's I anything else to say about that. Strong, but it reminds like me of and... Fateful Findings, which I watched uh, the day before. <laughs> the yeah, the and it has a lot of shots of of the bottom of people's legs and their feet and boots. And you they, think Neil was directly inspired by this movie? Yeah, I think I'd so. Say so I haven't seen Fateful Findings. It could have been inspired by Tarantino as well, but um, they do true. make a point in this movie of being like. Love having my shoes off. It's yeah, a, that's true. Really me up, and I was like, "That's a Tarantino line right there." Mm-hmm. And um, then they don't really show too many feet, so kind of disappointing. What was I gonna say? I've forgotten it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we I thought, covered oh, a lot yeah. of ground. Yeah, another like kind of strong image, and this comes towards the end. I, we won't spoil it here, but when. Uh, Christina is following a character with like the leather gloves and in that in those scenes you hear like it's just her breath and like the typewriter and the typewriter is getting like, oh, yeah. louder and louder and we know oh, yeah. uh, like we've previously established that it's um, Michelle's typewriter and maybe he's like not pretty good at typing or something. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I thought that <laughs> just was quite like effective. And just like a really like mystery, like who could this be? Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, anybody could be wearing leather gloves. And yeah. he like the person who was wearing them like carefully sets them on the typewriter too to make it look like a ghost was typing or something. <laughs> it's very silly, but I, I like it. <laughs> this is one of the best gaslighting films. Yeah, ever. it is. Absolutely, yeah. I think Rosemary's Baby maybe takes it over this, but uh, how about Gaslight? I, I haven't seen it, but maybe, the maybe film... that's the OG. So that's that's what I've heard is actually the term gaslighting comes from that movie. So we on the Critter Pit cool. prefer the term mentally pranking. Yeah, mentally right. pranking is the PC way of putting that. Yeah. Okay. YouTube I didn't know it was such a controversial term. Gaslight too much. Ethan, right. there is no movie called Gaslight. There is. Sure. No way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mental prank. Fell for it. Fuck. You're crazy. Mental prankster, you. <laughs> mental prankster. I think someone wrote Gullible um, on, on my ceiling. Um, and I'm looking right. at it right now. I'm so. heading over there. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotta, gotta, come I gotta see gotta this. <laughs> gotta see Uh. Should we spoil the movie? Are we allowed no, to? No, you can't. No. Is this the time? <sighs> okay, fine. Okay. Um, you have to close your ears for alert. this, okay? Um, Unless you've seen the film. Can't utter it. It's said at the end. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, Mark, if, what if none of us utters it on our own? We share. We, each, we go around the around. Yeah, the we kind of piece it out together. Okay. So, the uh, Michelle is... Um, working with... Nicole, the blonde lady, and she uh, didn't. Well, no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Sam. I was. I liked your trail. And didn't kill uh, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, he so. was wearing fake eyes. That was awesome. And that was the reveal at the bathtub. Those those fake eyes. That was crazy. I. Did not see that part coming at all. Yeah. yeah. No. But you, you I said it's gonna go full supernatural in your letterbox review. I, I so. predicted that Nicole was gaslighting. Um, okay. But I I thought that they killed Michelle. I thought that uh, Nicole's plan was to um like kill Michelle, but also like through the process kill uh Christina and then take mm-hmm. over the school as headmaster herself. Mm-hmm. Because there's a few lines that the other teachers say that are like Oh, Nicole's certainly taken over, hey? And I was like, oh, I see what's Uh, going on here. I see what's uh, going on. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I wasn't quite right. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that's a twist, though. What a twist. What a twist. What a scary scene, too, when he gets up. It is. You're like, what is happening? Is is this in her mind or what's happening? Yeah. Uh, He's going for the hill. So, oh. yeah, so she dies of a heart attack. Yep. And they are going to get the inheritance, and then um, the, you know, convenient detective or inconvenient detective comes in and says, gotcha. yeah, you're both going to prison for 15 But why are they going to prison? Like, I, I don't... pieced it together. But did, like, what did they do that was, like, illegal? They killed. But they, they didn't. Really... He had a heart attack. Like... 
Oh, they scared her so bad. Up. There's a law they, in France. If you scare someone so oh, bad and they have a heart attack, you can you mentally murder. prank someone so hard they die. <laughs> it's very yeah, against the law. Mental pranking in France. It's frowned upon, actually. Frowned upon. That makes sense. Um, I think this is the film, actually, that made it illegal to mentally prank people. It has such a strong influence in French yeah. culture. Yeah, what I heard actually is the director of this movie campaigned really hard to make it a law before the film came out. So, that's <laughs> so it would like make sense. Around, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this kind but of gaslighting culture. I think I think it's illegal what they did. They set up the circumstances to to kill mm. someone with a poor heart condition. Like yeah, there's there's like something the lengths wrong, they go to. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think I don't that know. they would go to prison. Like not for that long. I don't not know. for not for like that long. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to. If, if again, we'll have to get a legal expert on for a different episode. If that detective yeah. could get like thorough documentation of their plans, it would definitely be illegal. My uh, my Hero. only like exposure to the French court French court is through Paths of Glory, and they right. do not seem like <laughs> they're not good too good. Yeah, time. nah, that's true. Fuck, uh, I think they might get away with it, guys. So justice will not be served. Nope. Justice did, uh, did the one girl like I guess the main girl? Did she remind anyone else of like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz? Yes, that's yes. my mom so too. much. She like, watched her, like, yeah. the first few minutes and said that. Yeah, yeah. So especially yeah, but, with what she's wearing in some of the first scenes too, like she has the the braids for a lot of it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. two braids. But isn't it crazy though that like Vera Clouseau, the woman who plays um, Christina, dies of a like of heart heart failure? I think. Are you two years later? That Clouseau, he oh, made this knowing. He, he yeah. was setting up his. There might be a bit of an inheritance here. I we have to look into. Was she rich? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god, this movie's know. a fucking confession. Yep. It is. Oh my god. Just like god. Rosemary's baby. She uh <laughs> um what what? what what would Rosemary's baby be a confession of? Uh, well, the villains in that great guy, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, the villains yeah. in that are like child rapists, right? Rosemary's baby. They're they're She's rapists. Not a child. She's like a I don't remember. It's been years. She's a rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. And the villains in Chinatown are like child rapists. Yeah, there's always that weird. A through line weird Odd. Um trying to tell us something. Yeah, she died of a heart attack at the age of forty six. There you go. Damn. I'm just looking up if she had any any um inheritance. Uh <laughs> I'm she sure was born the, uh... to a Brazilian congressman, writer, journalist, lawyer, and ex-president of the United Nations International oh Law Committee. She's loaded. She's loaded. So she's loaded as fuck. Um, yeah. So, but did she die as quickly as she did in the movie? That's a good question. No, I don't think so. Well, how old is she supposed to be in the movie? No, I don't mean by oh, age. After marrying I mean, like, eight years? Like... You mean like after eight years of marriage? No, she died in like a split second in the movie. Oh, oh well, there was okay. a lot of that up. She was on bed rest. She was like, "If you yeah. move, you're gonna die." Like yeah. they set that up pretty clearly. Okay, okay, but I yeah. still think if you're having a heart attack, you don't just immediately like close your eyes and fall limp. But well, I want to see when they got married. That's maybe the better question. Nineteen, ten years roughly. They were married ten. So that's kind of similar. Eight years, yeah. ten years. 
He knew. You know? he was this is a bit of a confession, up. I think. Who um, so? We what? are on to something. Big, wow. Yeah. But no. Great, great scene. The, the twists are wild, but I yeah. was then, able to mostly believe them throughout the film. And I think that's that's a sign of a good good narrative. There, there's good one news. final twist, though, at the very end of the film. Yeah, there is. And I love it. Love it so much. He's not dead. Is she, she not dead? Is she a ghost? What is going on? Is she mentally pranking them the whole time? Right. right. Yeah. yeah, maybe she faked her death. Maybe there's That's a, I was a scene that um, we don't see, but she talks to the inspector guy and is like, uh, the inspector is like, I figured everything out. The husband's still alive. Yeah. Um, I just, just I just think. And I'll arrest them. I think that's a thing with rich people. She was probably setting this up from the beginning because rich people, they know everyone's after their money. So Rich people mm-hmm. stay rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all that Christian stuff was like a false front. front. Yeah. Um, she, she maybe that's commentary on society, French French culture. <laughs> think about it, guys. And if and she fakes her death, if she fakes her death too, the school's not going to need any more money from her. They're not going to be able to get any more mm-hmm. money from her. But there's that kid, that you know, kid who says, like, oh, she, cool. you know. Yeah. I saw her, which is uh, that that kid's trustworthy. It turns out, so I think I she think didn't so. do it, guys. Uh, to be honest, although he yeah, did I back think... down after six hours of standing in a corner, so he he's not super reliable. <laughs> after six <laughs> hours of standing in the corner, that's yeah. true. What a wimp! What a wimp! If you believed in truth, you would stand in that corner for your whole Until life. You died, yeah. I think she gave him that uh, that uh, slingshot. As a thank you for for because she realized the whole thing was a prank, a mental prank. After he said that he was still alive, mm-hmm. Michelle. So she gave him that slingshot so that he, as a thank you, and so that he could break the windows of the school and she wouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> That's a good point too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, I think we figured <laughs> it out. This is like the Diabolique Two, where she pulls yeah. another again. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. We're really <laughs> breaking new ground, too, with this uh, review. I think so. I, I yeah. think that we, we're the first people to think of this. Probably. Are. I, I mean, we're the first people to think of it because no, everybody else has honored the rule. We broke yeah. the rule. <laughs> no, we didn't. We said it. Different uh, people were saying it. No one actually said the whole thing. Nobody said it. Ever, I don't which know. Is, uh, just like how the French court thing makes fucked. sense. Okay, yeah, you're right. Probably under the French courts, we're fucked. Or yeah, the based French on court. how sketchy their um, evidence is, they just kind of seem to go with whatever seems right. They, you know, like they, oh, well, they, 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 you know, they, they go vibes. Like, they go vibes. They're, they're a vibe based yeah. court. Oh, I don't know what the English subtitles said at the end, but the French, <laughs> so, uh, the French text at the end made it seem like you can't say any of the events of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I think like that. we're screwed either way, even if we don't it give says. Don't be diabolical. Do not destroy the interest that your friends may have in this movie. Do not tell them what you have seen. Thank you it's also, on their behalf. I think we're building interest for it, though. I, I think that we're putting this movie out there to all the critters that wouldn't have gonna, Yeah, exactly. Critter Nation that, is strong, and Critter the, Nation is under our control. For this movie, they're going to go way up after this episode releases. Oh, I, yeah. I yeah. We're tastemakers. So, we're going to love it. Yeah. So I think I'm. I'm gonna have to go. I think we covered pretty much everything 
I want to talk about at least. I don't know if there's anything you guys. Perfect. Well, what would you rate it before you go? Yeah. I'm going to give it a strong, I'm going to give it a solid nine. You know, Damn. I, I think it's pretty much as perfect as a movie uh, can be in the genre and for its time. And it really surprised me. And when movies can do all those, can meet those criteria, generally it's a, it's a good movie. So, yeah. I agree. Nine. Yeah, I, I gave it an eight. Um, similar reasons. There are just like a couple of things that I, after you leave, <laughs> I'll shit on the movie a little bit more. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, no, I gave it because I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. want to furnish this movie at all for you. Yep. Ethan? Oh, my rating? Um, 8 out of 10. Nice. How about you, Graham? I but also I... gave it a solid 8. I will admit, I was pretty distracted for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, but. You know, there were some boring moments, some kind of long-winded moments. There was one part where I literally like looked away for Andre Rublev. You don't, you don't know yeah. long-winded. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it, it depends. With Diabolik, like there was a scene where I looked away for like ten minutes, and I looked back, and finally the scene <laughs> had like reached its conclusion when I looked back. Yeah. So I, yeah. I got the entirety of the scene, even though I looked away for fifteen minutes. So you missed their nuanced <laughs> conversation of arguing and reaching the conclusion that they started at. <laughs> it's a lot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was enjoyable. I liked the twists. I liked the, uh, I liked the style of it. I liked that I could understand it without mm-hmm. subtitles. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I guess this is like just barely pre, um, French new wave. So. Oh yeah. It was also, I read yeah, the article the in my criterion so thing. They like, like, the French New Wave guys, they shit on Clouseau. They shit on this movie? Not specifically. They didn't get into it, but they just said he was part of the old old establishment, the tradition of quality, they kind of put it, which was stodgy and based on, like, old novels and stuff. But that wasn't true of Clouseau. He just kind of became a victim of that. Like, this is based on a novel, but it's not based on, like, a... Like a historical kind of older. I mean, why why would you be mad at at quality? I I thought that this was probably was, one of the best quality old films I'd from France that I'd seen, besides the yeah. uh, the car the car shots. But they they <laughs> car shots, car shots, yeah so. yeah they're pretty bad. The projection and stuff. Uh, yeah. The tradition of quality thing was more of a like a term they used to describe like filmmaking that was um boring boring basically yeah um and unfortunately he was a victim of that despite the fact that like he wasn't the main target but he because he's part of the older generation of filmmakers he kind of didn't make a lot of films after this he made a few i think he made three or four more after this um and none of them had the same level of success um, it's too bad. I also found out he made a movie. Like the next movie he made after this was Picasso painting on like for just like eighty minutes. A documentary oh, of that. I've seen sure. clips of that. Yeah, and I think it's on like a. I'm not sure if it's on a glass frame or something. I was just reading a description of it. Yeah, I think so it is. It's, yeah, yeah. 
It's either on a glass frame or it was like paper that was really thin and you could, they're shining a light through it. I don't quite remember, but yeah. So kind of, kind of just did his own thing and had a bit of a decline in his career. This was kind of the peak of his career along with the wages of fear, which, uh, yeah. Two years before this one. Yeah. And I think Le Corbeau was, uh, infamous actually which i don't know if have you guys done that one yet or is that even in not yet i I think that might still be coming yeah yeah okay so i'm gonna let you guys shit on the movie now i'm gonna go (laughs) all right god (laughs) let our true opinions come out one out of five one out of five i appreciate you guys having me on and uh thanks for yeah it was great to have you Thanks for the great conversation um, from forcing me to watch this course. movie because I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Uh, see you guys. Look forward to listening to the rest. Bye. <laughs> Bye, David. Bye. Love you. Now it's Fuck just that movie. the original. Fucking. Ugh. I do have a question about Ugh. kind of towards the end. The like inspector guy, he comes to Christina and is mm-hmm. like, hey. I figured it out. Michelle's going to be here in like half an hour. Did he actually know that or was he like bullshitting? And if he actually knew that, why did he let her like go through this like torture? I think he was in on the plan with her. He was all in on the plan. But he he, like arrested them at the end. I don't know. No, he was in on the plan to uh, fake her death, arrest them. I see. It's a double twist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's goofy. I think this movie is definitely pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, throughout, like, great twist, great structure, great uh, suspense, but, like, it goofy. I don't know if that's just a product of its time, so how old it is. I think it's a little bit of a fun movie, though. It's, like, it's a lighthearted yeah. thriller. It's definitely yeah. one that I would I would watch again, and I had a good time the whole time. Like, watching Oh, yeah, I quite liked it, but I don't think knowing that it's now goofy is it. I think it takes away a little bit from it if you know the twist. Just enjoyment. That's true. Especially the beginning um, with the like, pool and stuff. I don't think it would be nearly as effective if I knew the twist going in. Just like yeah, how good. gripping the twists were. Um, it's goofy, but I quite like it. It's a very fun time. Very silly. I Wait. would certainly buy this one. I love the cover. I've come up oh, yeah. with a brilliant idea to cover our asses. Put at the end of the podcast a thing of text that says "Don't repeat." <laughs> it's really smart. Yeah, from yeah, the anything you heard on this podcast. That'd be good. I'll definitely do that. That's a twist right there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first Critter Pit episode with a twist. I'll do an mm-hmm. Oliver twist, of course. Yeah. Graham wanted to do a, a sketch for this one. thought you were still in Red Deer. Yeah, I thought we were all going to your house. Reading <laughs> <So, laughs> week. I was, I was so confused by that Deer, text, Graham? Graham. Yeah, I'm staying in Red Deer. I mean, it's like a six-hour drive to get back to my house. Yeah. I was like, why? Why would I? Why is there puke on my leg? Why is there puke on your leg? You. I didn't puke last right. night. I know that for sure. So the mystery is, who puked last night? It was Michelle. It was Michelle.
Oh, he's right behind me. <laughs> uh, he's taking his eyes out. Uh. There was there was one part where his eyes were open under the water, and I couldn't tell. Like I thought his eyes were closed. I was like, his eyes look kind of weird under the water. But I just kind of came to the conclusion they were closed. And it was only at the end that I realized he had those those crazy dead eyes. If I was a smarter and deeper thinking person, I would have definitely realized the twist earlier on. Because like he drowns so quickly so quickly well, yeah. and you can see he's alive afterwards but i just thought that was like the actor couldn't hold his breath for that long so <laughs> yeah you gave the movie the benefit of the doubt yeah. yeah yeah exactly but the movie's smarter than that but i forgot everything's intentional in movies everything's intentional there are yeah. no mistakes nothing's pretend even Nothing mistakes pretend. are intentional exactly just look at all the films that we've made. There are no mistakes in them. Yeah, exactly. It's intentionally there. Uh, look Every at Chet's right? You made Every sure to get that continuity perfect. Yep, because we're deep an active thing choice. Is yep. the continuity perfect, or was it an active choice to make the continuity imperfect? The continuity was perfect. Uh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was, there, I, I heard that there was a lot of work that went into keeping it that mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a, an active choice because an active choice the director, requires an active consent. Choice. An active choice it requires consent. Some grips. Yeah, some grips and editors, but that's neither here nor there. Um. Um. If I die, no, I am not dead. I'm just faking my death. Okay. I'm what mentally if, pranking someone in my six days though. What if it's been more than six days? Do we assume you're dead after that? You show up active on the Discord. <laughs> That's how we'd figure it out. I am a mental pranker. I do and have I to discuss go. something after we end the pod. I'll just let you guys know. Don't leave right away when we when we hang up. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't. Do we have anything more to talk about for the movie? I think we should on a little. Um, bit it looks good. There's some cool yeah, shots. I thought some like cool symmetrical shots throughout this. Um, I thought all the kids weren't amazing in it, but it was it was solid. Thought it was good. There was nothing that like wowed me in it, but it was it was good. Yeah, I thought it was very effective for what it was going for. Except the twists, the twists did kind of wow me. So, um, I agree. Thought the acting was quite quite good. I like the acting in this, especially from the kid actors. Yeah, they felt very naturalistic. Yeah, I liked the scene where the kids are they're talking about uh, how they would cheat on their wives too. They're like just like Napoleon, just like the greats. Yeah, uh, an interesting reflection on culture. Um, yeah. One thing we should do: we should go on Wikipedia and delete the synopsis from Wikipedia. We should. What the fuck yeah. is that it's going on there? That it would even be on there. This is a call to you, Wikipedia, to Get fix your, your shit. Day. You have six days. <laughs> let's see no yep. not not 96 i want the original one is there a remake of this movie yeah yes, there is 96 That's sharon stone in it and Kathy Bates. okay uh, well th- this this film is originally called les diaboliques which i think is a better title i i yeah the, Di- the diabolicals yeah um but for some reason i don't know why it got Oh, in the United States, it was just released as Diabolik. 
which um, is interesting. Like it's still a French title. They didn't choose an English title, but it's different than the original. Right? And variously translated as the devils or the fiends. Yeah. In the movie or in the subtitles that I watched, it was the devils. Huh. Is that an accurate uh, translation? Graham, four and five minutes. Um, well, I diabolical is an English word, so you could just say the diabolicals. Okay. Or the diabolical ones, or like. Yeah. That's not as cool as the devils, though. Or like the devilish, delightfully devilish Seymour. Yeah, the plot is on here. What the fuck? What the fuck Wikipedia. are they thinking? Wait, I'm, I'm on. right now. I'm gonna get cursed. Fun fact about Clouseau is he was inspired by the films of F.W. Murnau and Fritz Lang. Very nice. I, I yeah, I was getting a little bit of uh, M expressionism, some good mystery, and nice black and white photography. He was five. He was working in Germany. And in 1934, it was fired from UFA Studios for a sh- friendship with Jewish film producers. Oh, wow. Uh, hold hold on. There. <laughs> so people, people have said this movie is very similar to Hitchcock. And some yeah. sources have said yeah. that Hitchcock attempted to purchase the rights right, to yeah. the book. And he missed yeah. by a couple of hours. Earlier, Graham, we, we talked yeah, about we, we it. Oh, you missed this. Okay. <laughs> over. You guys are just on the Wikipedia. No, no, we we were on. We the were. Okay. No, we did all our research beforehand. We had primary Before. sources. Yeah. Never Wikipedia. Never. You never. guys talked to Alfred Hitchcock. In 1935, Clouseau was diagnosed with tuberculosis. <laughs> After leaving that. Germany. He told you that. Uh, is Clouseau, is he the inspiration for... Inspector Jacques Clouseau of the Pink Panther. Yeah, that says it right here. That's very interesting. I wouldn't have thought that he was such a carefree man. Um, Clouseau, Clouseau, Clouseau. Clouseau, Clouseau, Clouseau. I always love looking at directors who worked during, like, Nazi Germany era in Europe and seeing, like, if they collaborated at all with uh, Nazi Germany. How tight they were with Lenny. Um... Clouseau, he wasn't, you know, he did get fired from the Nazi studios, but he did work in Nazi-occupied France for the film studios. So mm. something interesting found out. Paul Wigner, the guy who made um, The Golem, he was he was pretty tight with Nazi Germany. He was a big filmmaker during that time in That's Nazi interesting. Germany. I guess yeah. The Golem is like a Jewish... Um... Right. Creature, I should right? probably fact yeah. check that real quick to see if I'm not. I'm surprised that you wouldn't two people. be Jewish as well. One second. One second. <laughs> um, but maybe he was just, I don't know, infatuated mm-hmm. or just, I don't know, weirdly fetishizing because he's a weird Nazi dude. Uh, However, Wigner, Wigner became an actor of the state and appeared in Nazi propaganda films such as Mien Lieben für Erlen in 1941 and Kohlberg in 1944 to 1945 propaganda film epic about the Napoleonic Wars. I don't know, he was going okay. all the way to 45. He was, he was deep. So he was pretty tight. He was pretty tight. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. pretty tight. Lars von Trier, too. He was pretty tight. Oh, no, he was. He basically is a Nazi. Self-proclaimed. 
be as a Nazi. If you're com- if you're claiming you're a Nazi, you're a you're a Nazi. He thought he was a Jew. He thought. To be fair, he did think he used to be a Jew. Yeah, like kind of a a second rate Jew, as he puts it. <laughs> oh, a self hating Jew, crazy, as Mister Lars von Trier says it. Yeah, none of this is our words. This is all Lars yeah, no, von Trier, no, 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 no. Danish filmmaker. Peter Pitt would never say these kind of things. These are all <laughs> like go into YouTube and search up Lars von Trier, um, Nazi uh, cans, yeah. and you'll hear it all from his mouth. Crazy clip. Crazy we disavow. Clip. Everybody we disavow is Lars von Trier. We disavow cans. We disavow all. Um, if Ken wants to invite us to moderate a session, you know, I'll, then I'll it'll be it. different. Then it'll be, yeah. <laughs> then it'll be different. Then we'll be the ones up there saying the same things <laughs> as, as Lars. I feel well, like yeah. you get some drinks in me. There's an open bar. We'll see. I think if you just get me in front of like a stage and just kind of let me ramble, you never yeah, know. If, if I have to fill the air by saying something, who knows yeah. where my mind will go? Who knows who what knows? I'll think funny in that moment? <laughs> you know, we'll see. <laughs> Deep down, there's a Lars in all of us. Yeah. Deep down, when the times get anxious enough and the pressure's high enough, yeah, there's a Lars in all of us. I'd like to think I'd be better than that, though. I, I There's no You'd way like to think. go that far. This is a horror no film. Way. The Guardian listed this yeah, as so. number 19 really among the best 25 best horror films of all time. I don't know. I wouldn't throw it on that list, it's but cool. uh, it's, it's definitely a horror thriller. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yeah. Any recommendations, Graham? Any movie recs? Um. Well, there is this little-known movie that I've I've watched a few times. Uh, that I really like called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. Um. I've been trying to do that one. Recs, you can't do that one. Can't do that one. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, then I would say I think I've probably said it before, but Little Shop of Horrors. Great movie. That's a great one. Yeah. Hell yeah. The original Corman one it. or the, the one with Rick Moranis? The one with Rick Moranis. Yeah, directed by Fred. I, I watched like two minutes of the original one and was like, I don't like this. Oh. Yeah, the 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 remake is way more fun. Because isn't it, it's a movie that got turned into a Broadway production that got turned into a movie. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, directed by Frank Oz. I wasn't sure if it was him or Jim Henson. We love it, though. We love it, though. I thought it was Jim Henson. Did Jim Henson at least work on it? I think it's the Jim Henson, like, the puppet company. Yeah. That does look pretty epic from the screenshots I'm looking at. Have you that, not okay, seen Little like Shop of Horrors? I have not. It's like it's literally like twenty feet tall, or something. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. The way that it articulates too is is like unbelievable. Yeah, it was controlled by like I think like like over a dozen people were controlling yeah. this one thing. Yeah. Well, and I, I read too that uh, they had to do it like they would speed up the footage to match with the. Um, the song oh yeah, for sure. Fast sure. enough for that. So there are scenes when like Rick Moranis would be like acting in slow mo against this thing, so that <laughs> it would. Just be, like, <laughs> oh god! Up. Could you imagine having to do that? Like I just found the worst image. I just found the worst image. 
I hate this. I'm sending this to on the Discord. Perfect. <laughs> that's yeah. That's pretty cute. Got some crazy lips. That uh, what's his name? Seymour. No, Audrey too. Oh, Audrey too. Yeah, right. Audrey too. Yeah, because he, he names it after yeah after the girl he has a crush on. Yeah, who's who's dating a ah. dentist who's addicted to nitrous oxide and is yeah. a sadist. played by Steve Martin, a crazy sadist. And Bill Murray shows up. Well, as he's only a semi-sadist according to uh, Audrey. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, you see his, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a full sadist. Yeah, uh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I've switched up the career pit ranked. A little bit. I now have Blood for Dracula as my worst movie of the Critter Pit movies. Because uh-huh. worse than Solo, just because worse than Blood for Dracula. I'd have to rewatch it, and I'm not gonna. But um, Blood for Dracula, I think, is fun. I, I enjoyed Blood so, for Dracula. But so Damn, my, have... my point is that Solo isn't the worst anymore. Because I think okay, that's big news. That is big news. Because even though I still do not like that movie, I still think it has some merit. Sam, have you seen both versions of of Little Shop of Horrors, like the theatrical and? I mean, the new one, the '80s one. No, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But have you seen both the theatrical and director's cut endings, or just? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. I got to see the um, the director's cut ending in theaters. It was really cool. Uh, Yeah, Metro was. I I, I'd love to see the director's cut in theaters, but yeah, uh, it it was awesome. I don't think I've ever watched the theatrical cut like on the DVD, but I saw the ending online. Yeah, I've only seen the the theatrical cut like online as well. I think that's like a perfect example of why we need to abolish uh, test audiences because that like the director's cut ending has always been the actual ending of of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. You should watch it, Ethan. It's it's a crazy ending. <laughs> I might have to. I mean, minus the like kaiju scene, but like, I think that's just fun. I think it's fun too, and I think that the movie earns it by that point. Like, there's just yeah. so much has happened. Um, it's great. Um, I can't wait for the uh, Godzilla X Kong movie where they fight. Uh, I Seymour was. Too. I was on a quest for a long time to find an original Little Shop of Horrors prop because there's one shot in the movie where like 50 hands come in or like a bunch of people run in. They grab all these little versions of the plant on a store shelf. And I was like, they definitely sold those off to the to the like crew. Yeah, because after a movie's done, they usually sell off the props. I was like, they definitely sold these off. There's got to be what, like 30 of these out there. And I cannot yeah. find a single one. I could find the original like Folgers coffee can prop, but that one's going <laughs> for like over ten grand type thing. So, but you couldn't find any. I couldn't Audrey find two. any of those Audrey twos. Like it's possible they were made out of like cheap materials, and they're they're just all destroyed or something by this point. But yeah, I I if anyone ever finds one of those, hit me up. Hit up the critter pit. Email find one of those. Yeah, I will buy it for any price. Not any price, but I'll go. uh, 
five grand max. No, <laughs> that's, that's way <laughs> too high. Podcast budget. Well, once we give you your um, your cut of the the podcast revenue, that okay. should be good. And you guys are like millionaires by now, so once just once, about. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, just but about, like, don't tell David because we, yeah, we don't want to keep pay that him. keep that heavily under wraps, please. But we're just. <laughs> couple hundred k more and we're there that's all i'll say it shouldn't take, it shouldn't take too long at this point i think yeah, probably by, just, by, by armageddon for sure we'll have it it's a passive income kind of situation yeah it's nice fallback just in case you know film does it's it's a nice little something i'm not, a little nest egg if you will let yeah. me know right before you end the podcast because i do want to do want to propose something but okay <laughs> okay um any, any final words? I might end it. Yeah, unless we got okay, something. Well, um, Ethan, I think we should go grab a bite after this. I got something in mind. Okay. Are we doing the batty road trip? Batty, no, 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 no. Just, just going yeah, for quick, recording quick, quick, it. Bite, I, I don't know if I <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. Just going for a quick bite to eat.